What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Color Pink. This is Mika, your host of this daily joint. And in this episode, an episode I never thought I'd fucking make. I've actually joked about it with myself a few times. That sounds really sad, like I don't have any friends. But I actually do. I have many friends who love me and I love them. But the point is, I joked about this with myself many times. Um, about making this episode just because we kind of follow like this we don't follow it there's like an impromptu pattern that emerges like i shit on um things which are normally considered to be good like productivity um laziness uh like things that i i go against like common beliefs or opinions and i never thought ambition would be one of them at the at the target because you know what's wrong with ambition but it's it's astounding like i measure my progress in life by the the kind of the kind of things that i can push back on this is definitely one of those milestones that i'll remember it's pretty cool so in this episode we're going to be talking about ambition being overrated i'm pretty excited for this let's get started so let me preface this by saying there's no i i've never really met a single person in real life who has like a sense of ambition that's as grand as mine and i'm not trying to say that to brag i'm just saying like i think big i dream big and i want a lot of things uh that's how it's always been so believe me when i say you know i really think dreaming big is a good thing and it's i mean why why wouldn't it be when if you can if you can conjure up some like wild imaginative like scenarios in your mind then I don't I'm not even sure if that's a word. If you can dream big, like there's nothing wrong with it. Un- unless it makes you unhappy, but like, you know, in the pure sense of the word, you just want things. There's nothing wrong with it. And I think in a lot of ways we're conditioned. We're conditioned to want a lot of things. We're conditioned to want more. But the reason I'm making this episode is cuz recently I've started to realize you want a certain thing, but you realize it's actually not that much. Like you thought it was going to be the you know the shit like the really hard to get and hard to whatever like a lofty goal but eventually when you get in a perspective you realize that it's not actually that much that you want which is really interesting it's a really weird feeling so obviously i have a really big sense of ambition like i said and yesterday like one of the things you do when you are ambitious is you kind of think about these things just all the time you don't even notice it and so yesterday i was thinking about um one aspect of my ambition which is um watches so let me break this down obviously if you're an og listener of this podcast you know that i like mechanical watches and for those of you who don't know what a mechanical watch is basically so you know what a watch is it's like a thing on your wrist that tells time a mechanical watch is an object like that that does not function with electronics. So the vast majority of watches in existence function with a battery and a quartz crystal because when you run an electric current through um quartz or something like that it creates like a steady pulse which can be used to measure time. It's the most accurate like one of the most accurate ways of keeping time in the world. Um but mechanical watches do it the old fashioned way with like springs and like gears and shit like that. Uh it's a completely analog way of telling the time it's a non-electronic way so they're a bit fancy they're considered a luxury in modern times obviously because quartz is much cheaper and much more common 
and easier to manufacture and all that shit. So mechanical watches are my thing, and in particular, I, I like the way mechanical watches can hold um, stories, can hold special meaning. So for instance, I don't have a single mechanical watch, never have, but I, I'm thinking, I'm, you could say dreaming, of getting um, a, a mechanical watch when I manage to make enough income from my side hustles to support myself which is not that much it's just about 300 us dollars a month just because i live pretty frugally and also i live in malaysia so that's a big difference like and i cut corners and shit uh that's about how much i need to just bare minimum survive and once i make that using my um side hustles i'm gonna you know that's a pretty decent milestone like i'm pretty much free like from that day on but um you know, as long as I can sustain it, but it's a milestone worthy enough, I think, for my first mechanical watch. And, like, I like that aspect of it. I like how you can, like, attach different meaning to the piece just because you, like, use it to commemorate different shit. Obviously, you could commemorate such an event with a rock, but, you know, the point is you wear it on your wrist. People are like, oh, what's that? Like, it's a mechanical watch. Like, I got it on my first, like, you know, whatever. And then you're like, oh, wait, you're a writer? I didn't know that. So, like, it's, you know, it starts conversations. It's like a it's like a thing. I don't know if... A, a lot of this audience I know is women. Um, I don't know if it's, it's... A lot of people tell me it's a guy thing, watches. But I'm I'm really a sucker for, like, the softy, feely, like, um, you know, memories attached to heirlooms kind of shit. So that's why I'm into it. But I was thinking about watches yesterday. All that to say just thinking about watches, I was thinking about, okay, I, I mean, obviously, if you meet anyone who's into watches, they know, like, the background of their favorite brands, all the details of their favorite models, I can tell you ex- the ex- history of the Tag Heuer Monaco, caliber 11, caliber 12, I can tell you, like, why they went with the square case, I can tell you, you know, which different people like them, I can tell you the year it came out, I can tell you about, you know, chron- chronographs are my thing, chronograph is like a um, like a stopwatch, basically. So I can tell you all about the first ever integrated automatic chronograph in the world, the Zenith El Primero. Um, you know, I can tell all kinds of weird watch facts. And when I'm thinking about... Um, when when you're into watches, you think, okay, I want to get this, I want to get that. So I was thinking about that yesterday. And I was I had a few models lined up. I'm like, okay, when this happens, I'll get that. When this happens, I'll get that. Just like, you know, just daydreaming. And... I realized something, I noticed something, I added up those um, purchases, those price tags, for context, mechanical watches are expensive, so just to give you an example, the one I'm going to get, um, well I say it like I'm already going to do it, the one that I'm planning on getting when I make enough money for my side hustles to support myself, that milestone, it's called the Omega Speedmaster Moonwatch Professional, so that I think costs about 7,000, 6,000 US dollars for a watch. So that's pretty, I mean, it's a watch that tells the time. Your phone does the same thing and a $10 watch from Walmart does the same thing. So it's a, it's, I mean, obviously it's a luxury item, like I said, but it's expensive. And I was adding up the price tags of those ones that I was planning to get yesterday when I was daydreaming and I realized, shit, that's actually not that much money. Like it's conceivable that I could save it. For example, there's a brand called IWC which um, originally made pilot's watches for German World War II fighter pilots. And obviously now they don't do that, but they kind of still retain the pilot's watch aesthetic. There's a model of a watch that they make 
uh, called the Big Pilot, they modified it to include something called a perpetual calendar, which means that the watch not only tells the time, it tells the date, the day, and the year, I believe, uh, day and night, and moon phases, I believe it also has, all on the same watch, and you don't have to set it. So it remembers leap years, it remembers, um, you know, February, well, that's what a leap year is. It remembers, like, you know, which months have 30 or 31 days, and it does that, I think it's set for, like, the next 200 years or something like that. So that's what a perpetual calendar is. It keeps the time as long as you, you know, keep, you don't, it doesn't stop, run out of energy. So just, you know, wear it every day and it'll wind itself because uh, it's an automatic movement. It Perpetual calendar means it keeps track of everything for the next, like, 200 years. It's a pretty special technological feat. So there's a watch that has that. That's probably one of the most expensive watches I'll ever buy. Um, and that costs, I think, right now, about 26,000 US dollars. So it's an expensive fucking watch that like you could buy a fucking car. Two cars, maybe. Um, and that, I was thinking to myself, I, I was like, okay, how, how much do I have to save up? And I calculated it. If I saved like $500 a month for just over four years, you would get about $26,000. Obviously, it's not going to be $26,000 in four years, but you get the idea. It's going to be like 30 or something like that. It's not that much more. So it's not inconceivable. It's not like I have to like build a stack of paper cards to the moon. It's not that kind of impossible. It's just, you know, give it a few years and give it a bit of time. And it's like it's there. And this is honestly, this is one of those things where I am not like it's, it's one of those it's one of the biggest things that I want, like, I look forward to, like, sometimes not even the event itself, the fact that I can commemorate it, partly establishes its importance, like, I'm that into watches, I'm not, like, say, say, for instance, uh, I don't know, what's another big event, like, say, when I get married, right, because, yeah, people do that, I'm sure as fuck probably gonna get a watch for myself when I get married, if if um my future wife doesn't do that and to be honest like looking the think i'm thinking about all the years ahead when i can look down at that watch on my wrist and think okay this is what it's attached to that carries like that gives a lot of meaning to the marriage it's not just the amazing person um who i'll be partnered with it's it's also these little things which kind of add on to the excitement so that's how much i'm into it and the point is like i realized the the numbers aren't that high and these watches are i mean you can walk into a store and buy them right now it's just a money thing and with the money thing you just save up it's not even that much money so i thought to myself i realized shit like that's not actually that hard to reach and that's the first time i thought that of one of my goals like i think i've noticed like when i look back things slip down i don't know if you noticed this about yourself but things certain things like slip once you let them sit for a while it's kind of like when you shake a bottle of water that has sand in it the sand obviously goes everywhere but when you let it settle the sand just kind of goes to the bottom and that's you can see like the water's clear and all that shit well i feel like it's kind of the same thing with um ambition after a while you realize that you don't actually want that much the way you the way i um approach this is i just kept I mean, I do this out of habit. I kept finding things that matter to me. Um, you know, usually relationships, uh, things like watches. Like, I have a really simple one right now. It's not. It's nothing special, but, like, the stories attached to it 
mean something. Therefore, it means something. Like really simple things that you appreciate. Once you find that out, you usually realize that you don't actually need that much to be happy. And obviously, that's what ambition is. Ambition is a dream to be happy. For example, one of the things which I value the most as I reflect back on my weeks once they're over, I like to do that, is go, like the excursions that I have with friends, mostly the unplanned ones. So, so for instance, today, this morning, I was riding. My friend who was working in an office nearby uh, was complaining about the takeout that she got. She wanted to work out after work, and so she wanted to finish work early. Therefore, she didn't want to go out for lunch, waste time. She just wanted to get shit out as fast as possible. So she got takeout, but the takeout was shit. So she was complaining to me about it. So I was like, just sit tight. In about 30 minutes, I'm going to bring you some eggs because she's a keto uh, diet. So I brought her eggs and some cheese. And uh, I I did that just out of the blue, screwed my writing time because that relationship... Uh, matters more to me than the draft I would produce for my writing. Like, uh, I value these things. Like, I value the little excursions, especially the unplanned ones, the weird late night calls, the weird, um, you know, invitations to go do some, like, climb a roof or some shit like that. We just do that sometimes, just weird shit. Uh, maybe I have weird friends, but going, like, these little excursions are what I value very highly out of my week. And if you think about it, that's not actually that hard. It's just doing simple shit with pretty much simple people like that you just happen to know. That's what I value really highly. And if you think about it, that's not that hard to get, which is really wild to me. I don't I don't know if this is just like really obvious to everyone and just kind of surprising news to me, but I was never I was I would never have guessed that the things that I value most in the world are actually not that hard to get. Never thought in my life. It makes no sense to me, even now as I'm saying it. But it's it's a whole... It changes everything. Lowering ambition. It sounds like really bad, right? Lowering ambition. Lowering your ambitions. is a huge step. Obviously, you can't do it intentionally. Like I said before, it's kind of... It kind of stems... It kind of flows out from the fact that you know what matters to you. And then you realize that those things aren't actually that hard to get. But... As I was saying, like I was saying, it makes happiest, happiness, happiest. It makes happiness much easier to reach. When you, like, your goal, if it's, like, up high in the sky there somewhere, it's harder to reach it, obviously. If you bring it down, like, it's easier, you know, you just get a ladder or something, just jump really hard. I don't know, like, you get the, you get the point. When it's not, when you lower the bar, it's easier to clear. And it sounds really bad, like, lowering ambition, lowering the bar, it makes it sound like you're selling yourself short. But... Honestly, it happens naturally. I'm not saying you should lower the bar. I'm saying like it can happen once you really poke around with what um, what you actually care about. And this is what this is the point of this episode. It's not really to say, you know, ambition is overrated. Therefore, you should lower yours. No, you can't. I don't think you can really do that. The point is, figure out what you care about. Think about what you care about. Think about what matters to you. And when you, the more you explore that, the more you can realize most of the time I, I feel that you don't actually need that much to be happy so like I said in my case you know going out with friends the occasional watch every 10 years or so like that's that's good enough for me you know I work out eat well spend time with people I care about write every now and then I don't live a very extravagant lifestyle and this is coming for from someone who wanted like the world and over uh I don't know if there's any, like, 
I don't know if anyone who has made I actually no I know one person who's made this transition but it's it's rare to 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 hear someone express this kind of opinion everyone just wants more and more and more everyone's talking about how to get more this is an episode about how to get less which is interesting even if it's completely like useless to all of you it's interesting to even just see like what the hell is going on like what goes on behind that so i thought it would be a nice uh a nice little addition to this little thing of episodes this podcast that's what that's what it's called it's not a thing of episodes that sounds so stupid um little caveat at the end there's some of you who are thinking you know that's that sounds like pretty wrong because you know we should be challenging ourselves you know making ourselves grow by doing hard things well this is the difference i think between having your ambitions naturally settle versus like not choosing not to challenge yourself and selling yourself short when you challenge yourself you're already happy. You have to be happy first before you do something which presumably causes you a little bit of discomfort, hence causes growth. You have to be happy before you do that. If you I mean you could do it without being happy first, but then it just wouldn't have the same result, I feel, or it's like it's a result of some weird like, you know, mental conditioning that you have. But when you challenge yourself, you have to be at us on solid ground first. Before you build a ladder, you need to have solid ground to stand on. If you're on a boat and you're trying to like, you know, build something that's really stable, you're going to have a hard time because it's going to move around, it's going to sink if it gets too heavy, whatever shit. You need to get on solid ground first. So it's it's kind of like the foundation. This is about the foundation. It's not really about, okay, what? how far can I go? This is about what do I need to be stable? That's usually what... Um, ambition is about because a lot of us start off unfortunately in a place where we're not happy and ambition is our magic ticket to take us there but i'm saying okay just to get there you don't actually need that much and that's something i realized in my personal experience and the minute i thought of it i was like okay gotta make an episode about this because it's just so wild like i i I love this idea because everyone keeps talking about more it's so easy to want more and shit but what about wanting less that's pretty fucking wild and that's also going to be a tweet watch out for me on twitter if you don't follow me on twitter i i definitely would follow me on twitter actually no i wouldn't follow me on twitter because that would be annoying like i tweet like 25 times a day too many but anyway thank you for tuning into this episode i'll talk to you in the next one bitches peace out